Hello there, Internet. So anyway, today we are talking about how to navigate in an all-woke, no-joke environment online and still speak a powerful message, still speak your mind, still sign up clients, still move on, still uh, you know deal with it when you feel like you're being knocked off your center, um, when you're afraid of the critics, when you're afraid of the judgment that families say about you, when you're afraid of being canceled, um, if you're afraid, you know, like if you're afraid of people criticizing your message and all that stuff, hopefully by the end of this live stream, we can get you walking away with a newfound level of courage. Sorry if I offended you. Um, what's up, Craig? What's up, Brittany? Um, Craig is, is amazing at being himself, for sure. All of you here, Sarah, Brittany, um, Craig, what's up? All the cool people are here. So again, this is the third episode of Newsfeed Takeover. I will be repurposing this on my podcast. Um, Sorry I Offended You is the name of my podcast, if you don't know. And you can find all the good links of what I do and all the social medias at spiritualsmartassery.com. And one more promotion before I get started. I'm promoting my program, my signature program, Smart Ass, and it's all about becoming a better performer, a better writer, and converting that into clients by being you. So it's all uh, relative here. What's up, Mike? I'm not going to say anything about the the Canadians because I don't want to go to jail, um, but I'm just going to be kind. I'm going to be kind to you. No hate speech coming from me today. Um, if no one believes that I wear a mask, I do wear a mask. I represent my football team. Um, it probably doesn't help. I, it, it, I don't think it helps people, but I wear it sometimes to make people comfortable. So that's cool. Hey, Andrew. Hey, James. So right there, I started out with something that is a controversial uh, topic that's been going on for four months, five months now. Like, no one can drop the fucking topic between mask and no mask. And I'm a hypocrite myself because I'm talking about mask. So anyway, man, I drank those mushrooms. You know what, James? Like, it's, it's just the betrayal is still stabbing me in the heart. And maybe it, it would be... Uh, you know, it would be courteous if you didn't, like, brag about Dan Henry's mushrooms on my live stream, you know? Like, I already I already feel the pain that you felt Dan Henry's um, mushrooms are more important than sexy ginger Jesus. But I'm going to get through it, you know? It's just feelings. Some people say I don't have a soul, so um, I can kind of use that stereotype to my advantage. Hey, Amy. <laughs> yeah, it's so sad. Who knows? It could be my mushroom coffee. I haven't checked my affiliate link. I might have a sale in there. I might be like, he might have said it in the video and I haven't watched the video yet. Maybe I'm, I'll be pleasantly surprised. Or maybe he took the mushroom business and ran off without me and now he's trying to convert mushroom people of his own. And then there's going to be a mushroom war and it's, uh, it's going to be bad. Maybe it's payback because of microchips. You know, maybe it's payback. I don't know. I don't know what the motives behind this is. Do they was ten dollars at Walmart? Don't even hate. I can't afford to support your ginger ass at fifty percent markup. I don't even care how cute you are. Yeah, to be honest, when you use discount code Sexy Ginger Jesus, you do get a deal of some sort, but it's not always like that big of a deal. It's no big deal. I think I get the. I think I get the better end of the stick there. To be honest, I gotta be honest with you. 
I mean, you might say, you might say it's a horrible thing to do, but at least I'm honest about the horribleness. Let me pour some water real quick and I'll be right back. Stay tuned and get excited. Now I'm making the official grand entrance here. Ah, oh, damn it, Katie. Come on in. Okay. <sighs> Can't wait to see this BS live. Already wondering how you abandoned sweet potatoes for mushrooms. Well, these three minutes into the live. <laughs> What's up, Brooke? You know, you gotta, and I was late. I'm, I, I need to apologize for Rachel for all the times. You know, it's probably not nice of me to mention Rachel when she's not here, but she should be watching the replay, but, um, or she'll be here in 15 minutes. But she does deserve an apology because I'm not always on time. Um, <laughs> so anyway, let's talk about cancel culture, being hated on, dealing with critics, and all the things and if you have anything in particular that you want to share that you've been experiencing something that you're trying to overcome in the fear of doing your content or making your content more unfiltered or being able to stand your ground when you're being hated on um, let me know and I'm, I'd be glad to help in this live stream it's an open Q&A of course and uh, yeah so that's awesome so I, I just want to talk about a few things about the strength of speaking your message even if it pisses people off. And the thing is, I might be a little bit loud. Um, hey, Stephanie. <laughs> I wasn't prepared. I took Katie out for too long of a walk and then I got here late and then I jumped on live in a panic. It's a total mismanage of time. But anyway, so... Where do I want to start here? First and foremost, when it comes to cancel, cancel culture, when it comes to cancel culture and people going after each other and calling out people, here are the things I notice. It's often people taking advantage of somebody with compassion and a heart, but maybe less boundaries or less education, um, or people like, to, people like to target soft targets. So basically, basically the game here is if you're a soft target, then you're more tasty to the cancel culture because they can get an apology out of you. They can have you stumble. They can look at you as you fuck up your business and your brand. Um, you know, they, you know, people can look at you cry in a fucking Instagram story or whatever and apologize over and over again. And... Hey, Renata. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So, basically, in cancel culture and haters, they like to go off on soft targets. Now, I made a joke yet the other day that saying if I was a white liberal woman, then I'd probably be canceled a hundred times more than I would now. <laughs> so, that's the thing. Like, I kind of embrace confrontation and... You know, I kind of get excited when somebody hates on me or someone takes a screenshot of something I said 
And a lot of that comes from is I'm not ashamed about what I say. And I also educate myself and, and um, you know, I understand human beings and, and I respect people that, you know, like I don't, I have boundaries, but I respect people. And I'm not like, I don't say much stupid uninformed shit, I don't think. Maybe I do. There could be a private group. There could be a private group of people screenshotting all my posts talking about how horrible I am. I just don't know about it. And I don't check my newsfeed anymore, so people could be talking shit about me on the newsfeed now. And I don't know. But that's a, that's a beautiful thing. <laughs> it's a beautiful thing. Like, you're not really... So here's the thing. You're not responsible for how people feel. The other James is here. You're not responsible for how other people feel when you're shining your light. You're not. You know, if someone feels like, and, and, <laughs> and we live in this like, this really ultra sensitive society where people want to point the finger and say, you made me a victim. You made me a victim because of something that you said. When all it is, is like you can hit the unfollow button, right? You can hit the unfriend button. Why, why the fuck are you mad? Like what, like it doesn't make sense. And I understand that, you know, you can say hurtful things to people and you can verbally abuse people and things like that. But the fact that people are so mad at the way that people message and things like that, you can't, you can't take more than 100% responsibility. Now, I have a podcast. I'll drop in my podcast here. It's called Sorry I Offended You. Probably an older version of me would go out of his way to piss people off. Um, believe it or not, when I make a mess, when I, when I make a mess, <laughs> when I write a message, my goal isn't to piss people off. You know, sometimes I push a limit or whatever, but my goal isn't to hurt people. My intention is not to hurt people, but I also know that I'm not going to please everybody. Like I'm just not, I'm not going to, I'm not going to not offend anybody, no matter how, um, soft I speak, I guess, um, People have their own worldviews and their own perceptions. And when you have a strong message, even if it's not, even if you're not like as opinionated as I am, or you don't try to be polarizing, uh, you're going to be, you're going to piss people off if you have a strong message and it's dialed in. Um, even if you're talking about peace, like people who talk about peace are probably the most hated. They're like, well, you mean peace. So, um, Order brand is modern Jimbo. Um, so, thank you, thank you, thank you. So, really, the first fundamental rule here is to realize that you don't need to take over a hundred percent responsibility. If someone demand, if a bunch of people demand a public apology, is that really going to make them feel better? And I don't know if can you please point out at least ten times someone made a public apology and it worked out. <laughs> At least, or maybe even at least one time, like I haven't seen a public apology where it's like, hey, we were coming, we were coming at you, but now, uh, you know, you're not so bad. We like you. Hey, Justin, in a perfect world, maybe it'd be like that. But um, in the world of cancel culture, people are not that forgiving. The, the fact of the matter is, is a lot of the times when somebody wants to put somebody on blast is that was the intention in the first place. Hey Lisa, 
Like they come into the comment section, raise a fit, and say they're going to take screenshots or whatever. And that was the intention in the first place to call the person out. It was never to educate or, um, you know, let's make the world a better place or, you know, I care about you. It's more of this vile thing of, hey, I want to call you out and I want to ruin your business. So what happens when you do apologize? When, are you okay, Katie? All right. So what happens when you apologize? Basically, you're admitting everything, admitting that everything that people said about you was exactly true from your intentions to what you wrote to the blank spaces they filled about why you did it. You know, they might, might say some shit like um, you did it purposely to hurt people or whatever. And by apologizing, you're basically admitting guilt. So when you apologize, it just digs yourself in a deeper hole. So I go by a policy for me that if I have a private conversation with somebody I care about and they're like, look, you know, you said this thing that was hurtful for me, then I'll apologize. And it's like, look, I fucked up. You know, I don't want to, I, you know, it's not my intention to hurt people and I'll listen. I'll hear them out. But um, if it's publicly, like, I, I don't see many reasons there needs to be a public apology if I, unless it was like, really really some bad shit you know but in most cases people nitpick about people's languaging or saying they said something wrong or collaborated with the wrong person or whatever the fuck and then it becomes this whole shit storm so the reason why I wouldn't public apologize publicly apologize is because it just brings more attention on Something where people have an ill will towards me and my message and aren't in my ideal audience anyway. So why would I bring attention to that? Um, so that's one thing. No, I'm not backing up. So anyway, it all comes from an energetic space and part of it is like continuously showing up. Part of it is continuously showing up and and staying in your center no matter what. So something that's really helped me create my unfiltered message is my Free Your Mind. It's a free program that I'm doing for six weeks. And it's extremely helpful because you're not getting all caught up in the news feed about what people are saying or what people are expecting or the judgments that people have on certain coaches or anything like that. I have tunnel vision. I don't give a fuck what people think, what assumptions people are gonna make based off my jokes or based off what I say or the assumptions people make about what type of leader I am because I'm no longer subconsciously taking in that noise. So that's, that's another thing that's helpful. And I, I really think when there's a lot of outrage, it can be easy for people to tune in to what other people are saying and try to fit in with the judgments to protect themselves. So like, let me fit the, here's a fucked up thing. So we don't, we're, we're, we're not in like these small communities anymore where if you, um, if you're, if you're casted out of a group, you don't have to fight for your survival anymore. And you don't belong to a certain group. And it's even to the point where you have business owners and influencers and stuff who have all these sponsors, 
Um, and the sponsors run the show. The sponsors are the boss. And if you hold all your money into the sponsorships, then you have to pretty much play by their rules. But my, and my goals and my vision, and you can do whatever you decide to do, but you know, if, if you felt resistant to this or you haven't thought of this as a possibility, I invite you to think of this as a possibility. My goals and my vision is to value freedom, maybe even, probably even more than money. Like, if someone, if someone gave me a million dollar deal, right, and it really constricted my freedom to say what I want on all of my platforms, I wouldn't take that million dollar deal. It would be attractive to me right now. You know, a million dollars, it's a million dollars. It's like, okay, cool. But if they said, hey, you can't cuss, you had to speak our opinions and blah, 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 it would, wouldn't be aligned to my purpose. And I know it would create more pain for me down the road. It might feel great to make those that million dollars right there, but it would be more painful for me down the road. So my biggest goal is to carve out my own niche and be who I am and, and me being the niche like we talked about in the first live stream and not answering to anybody. So that's the thing, like I don't, I don't base my safety, I don't base my survival, I don't base my security, um, anything on a group of people, on a Facebook group, in a coaching group, um, and you know, I don't even like base my safety based off of what the judgments my family makes. The only person that I got, you know, the only person I depend on is a person I see in the mirror. And I make sure of it. And that's even back when I had a job where I, I, my goal was always to carve out enough time and freedom to create empires. Not, and something I would notice is my peers would, uh, you know, would drive an hour, an hour and a half away to, to, to their job for more money, but it, it, they also limited their freedom and they were being watched every moment and they weren't allowed to pull their phone out or whatever. And like, when I had a job, I would go the other route and saying, you know what, I'll take a little less money if I can work night shift and pull out my laptop all night and write, you know? Or, you know, like I'll take a little less money if the, the job is right down the street. And the same thing goes for business. It's like, what level of freedom are the opportunities giving you? And if it's not in alignment, if it doesn't feel like a 10, then I'm not doing it. Let's see, where else do I wanna go with this? So, another thing that I hear about PR a lot. Um, you know, the talks of PR nightmares, um, cleaning up your image and all that stuff. And some of it I feel like is an old school way. Let me sip some water here. Some of it I feel like is an old school way, right? Where it's like, I need to craft a perfect image. I need to craft a, a niche or a message outside of me. I got to pretend to be someone else on my content that I am behind closed doors. And then there's this disconnect here. But the fact that I'm talking on this live stream the same way I would talk in my living room and I don't, you know, I don't really have any secrets at all. Um, you know, I guess there's some things sacred in my relationship and things like that, but there's nothing I'm, a, I'm ashamed of. There's, 
Yeah, there's nothing like about my personality that I'm afraid that somebody would find out. So that's another piece of alchemy is like, look at the things that you, that, uh, you would be afraid of people finding out and why. And question yourself of like, why can't I make money being fully me? Why can't I make money being imperfect? Why would I not? And what's the benefit to that? Because I've seen people build companies um, from a brand outside of them and then their team members act up on that brand and then they're a prisoner of their own company. And I don't give a fuck how much money that company makes, that's miserable, that's depression, that's, that's a sinking feeling every fucking day, it's soulless. Um, I'm highly against, I'm highly against signing clients that just aren't aligned. You know, that, that it's like, okay, well I can't, I can't cuss in this manner because I gotta impress these people that I'm, I don't even align with. So I made a decision early on that I am the niche. So another experience I've had is when I had a real estate investing company and I was working with a mentor and I would make, po I knew I made a mistake in that moment and it was back in 2009 and I felt like I was in this prison because I would write a Facebook post and you know, I'm me and I say crazy shit. And then my mentor would come up to me and he's like, wait, what, what, let's talk about this post you made, dude. Like, what's going on? Like, I had people calling me and they're saying like, why are you posting this crazy shit? That's because I didn't carve freedom and I was focusing on money first. And that's not to say, like I, I probably could have done a real estate investing company doing it my own way with my own messaging and bringing in my own type of clients for sure. Um, but in that time, I felt like I chased the money more than my actually freedom of voice. So at that time, I had a waking up moment, you know, my first kind of official entrepreneur experience. Um, and I had a waking up moment of like, wait, this is not what I want to do. I want to have the freedom to express myself. And that kind of set me on a path of doing comedy and then getting into coaching and all that stuff. So I made it a rule for myself that I didn't want to answer to anybody. And the truth of the matter is, no matter how pissed off somebody gets at me, they can't end me. I can't be canceled. I only have the power to cancel myself. So it doesn't matter if someone disagrees with me, has a different political opinion, um, you know, makes an assumption about my character because I'm the one who sees myself behind the scenes and I'm proud of myself behind the scenes. I'm proud of the person that I am and I stick to my values. So as we go back, I think it was the first part of this live stream. I mean the first part of the series, the first live stream. Um, something that was said is your niche is your values plus your personality. And when you stay true to your values, then you're no longer swayed by the opinions of others. One thing that um, in the all woke culture of things that I find really damaging to people's brands and the way they show up in their messaging, you know, like all of the above, is that they'll post something and they're easily bending over backwards to change their language for somebody else. And I've been challenged like that before. Um, I remember in particular, maybe like two years ago or three years ago, um, I was talking about relationships and attachment and, and saying that, you know, like 
I was basically saying something about if you're attached to somebody in, a, in an unhealthy way, then you're going to chase them away. And then I got like two people were mad at me that I use the word attachment because it was problematic in some way. I don't fucking know. I don't even know what they were complaining about. I explained myself in the comments and they demanded that I change the status. Um, if you know me, it's, it, you're probably not going to get me to change the status um, in most cases. Um, so what I'm saying is, is that level of strength and that level, level of stability and when you stay in the pocket and a lot of this comes from, and when I say this, I don't mean by gender or anything like that. I think people really like to link masculinity and femininity to gender, but speaking your message and staying stabilized in your message, um, the creative art is more of a feminine thing. But staying stable in your message and solid and grounded, that's the masculine energy. So when you feel grounded in your masculine energy, no matter who you are, and you know what your values are and you're solid, and you understand your messaging, you can't be swayed one way or the other. You're not going to be chasing people's opinions. And, you can't, and it's harder for people to knock you off center. So that's why... It's basically why I don't I don't get that much hate. I you know I get I, I'm not I'm not invulnerable to it. But for one thing, I mean I'm not invulnerable to receiving it. But um, for one thing, I hardly re I hardly receive it. And when I do, it doesn't hit my radar that loud, or it doesn't gain that much traction because I've developed a brand where you know someone might call me out or screenshot me and then think my comment was relatable to them and they add me as a friend and then hire me you know so it's like whatever promote me promote me to the people in your list that are meant to be my client right um and really in these moments where there is tension and confrontation is that the way that you handle it can either be a shitstorm disaster or it could be a huge fucking win for you and clients sign you up because of that fact because it's a determining factor and it's a platform for you to share your values. And no matter what people say, what people assume about you, the real people, and sometimes they may even be silent because they don't want to get into that fucking, you know, the shit storm, the real people will understand, the people that you were meant to serve will understand and they'll be like, damn, you know, I liked how they handled that. You know, I liked how they stayed in the pocket when people were coming at what coming at them so it can really be to your advantage and it's really energy right so I see hatred towards me as energy that I can manipulate I'd much rather if someone doesn't love me I'd much rather make them an enemy not not necessarily like fucking <laughs> like attack them or anything but I'd rather them hate me than feel neutral about me because if they hate me I can use that I can use that energy I actually kind of um, kind of actually practiced the same thing in dating when I was a single ginger. <laughs> so um, it's the same thing in dating where if you're owning more of your personality and your humor and who you are and you're not ashamed of it, you're going to have people instantly fall in love with you and then you're going to have people who are instantly disgusted by you. But somebody who is mad at you <laughs> Or thought like, 
you know, like is kind of disgusted by your behavior and not, and I'm not saying doing anything wrong to people or wronging somebody or aiming to be a rude person to somebody, but just like somebody that finds your humor stupid or like, you know, you trigger something within them where they saw somebody like you and they're like, you know what? I don't like you. I, I decided you annoy me. Well, with that energy, that energy can, is it's easier for that energy to turn into admiration <laughs> than feeling nothing and feeling bored. Because if someone feels bored and neutral about you or neutral about your message or neutral in a dating situation, then it's like they, they don't feel anything. They don't remember you um, and you're not, not recognizable to you and they, it's like, okay, whatever. You know, it's like there's no feeling to work with. So that's my thing. You know, like when people come to my profile, when people see my messaging, when people see my program, I either want people to love it or hate it. And I think one of the best examples is Sorry I Offended You. Sorry I Offended You was an apology letter and a lot of people in my audience, like obviously I have an established audience that kind of get who I am. So most people fucking loved it and thought it was like amazing and awesome. You know, I'm not trying to pat myself on the back or do a humble brag, but people loved it. Um, and I loved it. Like, because... Like when you love something and you're excited about something, other people are gonna love the offer and the, the content that you're putting out. It's, a, it's all about energy. And it's not a, it wasn't a perfect sales page. You know, I didn't, I didn't do the perfect template. I didn't, you know, anything like that. But also, there were a few lingering friends in my Facebook feed that thought it was the most disgusting thing they ever read. Maybe not the most disgusting thing, but they thought it was disgusting. And, you know, I got to purge people out of my friends list that way. But the thing is, good. You know, like if someone, if someone is upset what I'm doing, if someone unsubscribes, if someone unfollows, I reframe that. And it may take a little bit more work if you're new to it to reframe it. But, you know, I make it a mental note to reframe it to where it's like, that's a celebration because I'm one step closer. That's a celebration because I made a message worth giving a damn about. And not everyone's supposed to love my message. So the main takeaway to all this, I don't even know if I'm wrapping this up, but the main takeaway to all this is having a strong enough message and letting the chips fall where they may and speaking from the soul and not getting too caught up in the outside noise. Because especially on Facebook today, and I think Twitter probably is even worse, um, Instagram might be a little more tame. It's just like pictures of people's assholes and shit. But um, it, with filters, it's like, hey, if you have to filter your asshole, then you don't have an Instagram-worthy asshole. But um, that might offend people. Like, why do you have to judge people for using filters, Brandon? They feel confident with their filters. Um, but anyway... I'm feeling my breast now. <laughs> anyway, the thing is, is like, there's always going to be noise, whatever news feed you're scrolling or whatever, and everyone's going to have their vague posts and judgments and stuff like that. And you got to give your opportunity, give yourself the opportunity to have tunnel vision and stay true to you and make content that makes you happy and not get too caught up with who likes you and try to manage that. And an honest, vulnerable share. Um, this is very new to, part of this is very new to me. Like obviously I always spoke a message that pissed people off for a while. Um, for the longest time that I remember, I'm used to it. Um, you know, 
I've said crude things for 15 years now, <laughs> but uh, let's see. A big lesson that I learned this month of doing the Free Your Mind, my own self-developed challenge that you can take at your own risk. No, really, it would be super powerful for you to take it. Um, something that really helped, something that I was suffering with was social media consumption and scrolling the news feed to hide, to hide away from a feeling, right? And this is just like a month ago where I'm doing this, so I'm not like saying that I'm like this new ascended master that's been doing. reconnected. Okay, here we are. I'm back. Hopefully no one dropped off. But um, it was something that I was suffering with and it's something that's common that a lot of people suffer with. It is, newsfeed scrolling is an addiction, but it's something that's been socialized and okay and many people do. But when you're in business and everyone has different opinions on how you do business and how you message and all this stuff, it can be really damaging to get lost in the scroll. And what I was suffering with is keeping tabs on how much each and every person liked me. You know, keeping, it's like, you know, I noticed this person, you know, energetically has a problem with me, or this person has a problem with me. Sometimes it's accurate. Sometimes intuition can pick up things, but sometimes your mind is filling in the blank and making assumptions, right? So I was too, putting too much mental energy of who thinks I'm an acceptable human being, or who thinks I'm a good leader, or whatever, or, you know, how many clients have been satisfied by my programs, or, you know, does this client not like me anymore, you know, whatever, and it's like, it's just meaningless, it's meaningless to focus on such things, and it's too much information for your brain to process. Um, and then there's the comparison shit, seeing other people's highlight reels and comparing yourself to them. So really doing all that stuff, it goes into your subconscious mind and it's fucking depression. Like it's just like, um, you might not even notice it's happening while you're doing it, but it's something that it's like a fucking virus in your mind that like really pulls you down. And something that has super fucking helped me throughout all the changes I've been making lately is I have tunnel vision on what I'm doing and I catch myself if I get overly concerned with answering every damn comment. I catch myself if I, if I get concerned with answering every message and I catch myself if you know I have that urge to scroll the news feed or whatever from you know if if I'm getting that urge to spend too, like more time than I need to on social media. And I make sure that when I'm on social media it's for productive or self-admiration I guess. Like, I have spent some time on social media just admiring my own timeline. Not as, you know, like, just, like, seeing my comments and, and that, too. Like, I'm like, okay, let's pull back on that, too. Like, I don't need all that dopamine hit on, on that, either. Um, so, I just want to say this. Like, if, if it's so important to have that tunnel vision and to be grounded in your values and stay true to your values and you being your best greatest fan and thinking of self-expression and authentic expression before the money. Because if you do that, the money will handle itself and the people that you work with will be much better and you're not bending over backwards for people, you're not working outside of your zone of genius and you're not trying to pretend that you're someone else and holding that heavy weight to do so. 
So as I was as I'm wrapping up this one of the last pockets of thought I was talking about, it was um, the whole old paradigm and new paradigm thing. Now, old paradigm of being a business owner or an entertainer is all about being discovered, you know, having a big corporation pay you, um, you know, following mainstream or whatever. Like, there's more of that in the old school way of things. But we've grown since 2020 where everyone can have their own platform. Everyone can have their own message and their own authentic expression. And truly, you only have to appeal to less than 1% of the world's population. Like, a lot less than 1% of the world's population. So don't stress yourself out of trying to be the perfect leader for everybody or judging you har yourself harshly and taking on everybody else's judgment. Because in this game of business, you're gonna you're gonna face some level of criticism, some level of competition, some level of hatred against you, some level of assumption, some level of character assassination. But all those people are people you'll never probably meet um, that don't give a fuck about you. And, you know, talking about family is a different thing, but what would you much rather have? Someone's conditional love and conditional approval or your own unconditional love and earning money and serving the world on your own fucking terms? And it all comes from making that decision and then working yourself through when you notice that stuff bubble up. And as you work through it, as you take action, as you show up consistently, um, there's going to be a time where you're, you're just going to get more resilient. I, I wouldn't even say it gets easier. And I wouldn't even say that the level of criticism dies down because the bigger you become, the more voice, the more ears, the more ears hear you, um, the more eyes see you, and the more people have shit to say. But you're stronger, and you're more focused, and you're more disciplined, and you're more, um, you're just more, you have more tunnel vision where you're not giving in to the noise, and you're only focused on serving the people that you were meant to serve. I'm only concerned about the groups that I'm meant to serve and the clients that I have. I'm only concerned about the people in my space that appreciate my message for what it is. I'm only writing a message to talk to people who already have aligned beliefs. I'm not trying to convince anybody to see things my way or anything like that. I'm here to be the lighthouse for people who need that, that assistance and self-expression and that example and all that good stuff and, that affirm, and, and the, the, you know, the, the confirmation that, hey, he can do and speak the way that he wants to speak and speak his opinions and so can I. So don't be afraid to speak about your hobbies. Don't be afraid to speak about politics if you want to. Don't be afraid to speak about your worldview. Don't be afraid to speak about your values because there's other people that are aligned to you. And I know sometimes that can be tough because the human mind is gets into that survival mode and wants to seek out a problem. And you could have one negative comment and you might think it's bigger than all the positive comments. But reframing is always one shift away as well and realizing how many more people appreciate you than criticize you. And when you stay true to your values and you stay, stay stabilized, um, 
that's where the respect comes. And, you know, there may be people who love you. There may be people that hate you, but they have no choice but to respect you um, from your consistency and who you are. And always staying true to you and not hiding anything and not willing to make mistakes and not having such a big ego that you need to be seen perfectly by everyone else. Or you got to be seen as a hero to everybody else. You're allowing yourself to be human. Give us that totally. I'm checking out the comments now. I had to turn off the comments for a minute because, you know, it's wild up in here. Shut up with the feet. Are you Portuguese? I'm all ears like a field of corn. <laughs> Show us some feet. We appreciate and criticize you. Well, thank you. Bars, B-Dog. Spit in hot fire. Thank you. Thank you. In all seriousness, Yahoo Serious was a real person. Okay, I don't know what the fuck. Some level of trolls. Blah, blah, blah. Terror squirrel. Thank you, James. A solid dude with good ideas and absolute shit tasting coffee. <laughs> Thank you. I'll take I'll take the half compliment. J O B. Oh yeah, I wrote a J O B post back in 2009 that I re-upped. Oh, thank you so much, Renata. Hey Chris. Hey Crystal. Hey Keith, if you're still here. Krista, Eva, all the peoples. So anyway, thank you for being here and all that good stuff. Um, so yeah, like the main takeaway here is when you're stabilizing your values and you're not like being swayed, you know, it's it's back to the whole, um, Jesse Elder has a thing where he talks about the lighthouse and the tugboat. When you're not chasing the opinions of others and you're the lighthouse and you're the person who's consistently putting out value and you just allow people to come into your space and you don't chase people or you don't chase other people's opinions, um, then dealing with the ultra-sensitive ways of things or whatever um, becomes a lot easier. And when you give, James will love this quote, when you give yourself permission, when you give yourself permission, um, wait until he gets to the pubie pits part. <laughs> when you give yourself permission, to not have to answer all the comments or not to cater to everybody who's in your inbox or not to cater to every fucking opportunity opportunity that may feel soul draining or whatever then you open up more capacity to receive more in your life and your business and you're able to open up to better opportunities and wrapping up to hey Chantel um, wrapping up to the the last thing um, about opportunities is like when people rush opportunities, they lose freedom. Be willing to be patient to wait for the right opportunities that honor your freedom. And maybe this is controversial to some people. I don't fucking know. But to my knowledge, um, Joe Rogan, he... Uh, he held, it, he held his ground for a while and didn't answer many opportunities. And then just recently he signed an exclusive deal with Spotify. And the thing that I think that is awesome about that exclusive deal is he gets all the freedom to do what he wants on that platform. And also YouTube is kind of shaky about censorship. So he made the right decision at the right time and he, op he paved the way for other podcasters. And I think it's a good thing for many podcasters when, when getting exclusive deals. I could be the next person. Sorry I offended you. could be exclusive on Spotify. But um, it's waiting for the right opportunity that offers your freedom. And my dad is texting me joking about uh, having tofu for dinner tomorrow. 
because he thinks just because I decided to have a clean diet that I'm a vegan now. Um, <laughs> just a side note, just a side note into my family conversations. Um, yeah, I name dropped Joe Rogan. Like me and Joe Rogan are like brothers. We hang out every weekend. So um, anyway, thank you for being here. Join Smartass. Um, James, you can join Smartass again and pay double. Um, so if you if you would kindly like to and buy some mushroom coffee as well. And yeah, by the way, Smartass is gonna be tofu for sure. All right, all right. For not for the podcast listeners, but here, check out these feet. For the live streamers, I'll give you just give you a little bit. <laughs> but if you want, if you want, if you want the exclusive seductive angles, then you're gonna have to pay a little bit extra. That was just a free sample, but and I'm not charging $25 again. All right, you know I'm I'm a, I have I I value myself more. All right. So, you know, $500, no less. If you pay me $500, you can get pictures of my feet. Watch, there's probably an undercover um, ginger pervert, uh, you know, eyeing me down and he's gonna take up the opportunity. How, why would I assume the gender? It could be, it, it, you know, it's not just men who like my feet. Hey, Allie. <laughs> Allie might have picked a strange time to enter the live stream. I gave in, you know. I, I was feeling weak. I was at the end of the live stream. I was feeling weak and I showed you my feet. But anyway, join Smartass. I extended it to Monday. Sorry I extended you. And uh, would love to see you in there in this next iteration. And big trust. Hold on, hold on. Big, hold on. I got this jersey. It's still got the tag on it. I got it back. I, yeah, I was kind of close to the camera, wasn't I? This is the motherfucking GOAT. The best quarterback in the league. You know, you might not believe it now, but coming this year, if there is a season, you will know. I still have the tag on this because I got this for my birthday and uh, the football season didn't start yet, so I didn't have any reason to wear it. But anyway... Click on the link above to join Smartass, improve your writing, convert it into clients, being an amazing artist. Gotta say, James, actually being this far away from the camera feels kind of good. I don't know why I was that close. Um, this is gonna, this is like too much for the converting it to the podcast. But anyway, join Smartass, go in the description um, immediately, or else you're you're not you're not uh you don't care about your success. Um, but really, it's an amazing program and ask me any questions. It's my signature program. It's my baby. I'm proud of it. And uh, there's like already like 15 plus hours of content waiting for you that hasn't even be created, been created yet. It has six weeks of mastermind support, all that good stuff. And uh, you are very loved and you, you are very cared for. Namaste. Um, and and uh, shit, I might have to start again. Brandon, you're teaching people to how to write. Um, <laughs> no, kind of, kind of, but it's more of the energetics of your writing and your soul pouring through your writing. I'm not teaching you how to spell. Don't worry about the spelling and the grammar and all that stuff. It's not the technical copywriter shit. 
It's about bringing your soul onto the screen and converting it into clients, into your program that you love serving and doesn't make you lose your mind. I will buy it. DM me the link and I will show you my little piggy. Love you too. Love you all. I'm getting out of here because you're going to suck me in with the comments. Peace out, everybody.